Right, um, let's turn to the next part of today's brunch, and that is Andrew Dembina. And this week, Andrew Dembina interviews Sarah Lee at the Kowloon Kitchen Hub at her online cake and cookies bakery, Sweet Secrets, which has a large focus on clients with various dietary needs. Hi, I'm Sarah Lee. I'm founder of Sweet Secrets. Well, great to meet you, Sarah. We're sitting in your kitchen. I'm sitting next to a lot of eggs. I can see some evidence of flour around and right next to a cookie rack. We are in the heart of your operation. How long have you had it? Well, I've actually been in business since 1999. That was not on this premises, though. You had in Central Area an operation and a cafe, didn't you? That is correct. So when I started in 1999, it was a little takeaway cafe where we had coffee, we had sandwiches, we had salad soups and quiches and of course plus cakes as well. Now it's gone more into the cakes, desserts, cookies and I've got to say folks these look very very elevated indeed. Thank you so much for that. So we've totally moved away from all the cafe business and we specialize only in sweets at the moment and we only do four different products. Cakes, birthday cakes, we do a lot of birthday cakes, cupcakes, cookies and my favorite brownies. And one of your specialty niches is looking at people who have certain needs and their dietary requirements. Did that come about through observation of a, of a niche that wasn't properly filled or is it just something that you felt in your heart you wanted to do? It was really by chance, probably 12 years, 13 years ago. We used to do a lot of birthday cakes for children. We still do. We had a mom who came back to us and said she wanted to order a birthday cake for her daughter who was turning five and she wanted a huge castle cake. So she wanted to have a cake that is without gluten. So mm. you could not imagine my face because I've never heard of the word gluten up until that point. <laughs> Long story short, we did end up making the princess castle cake for her daughter, uh, which was gluten-free. However, it was not a recipe from us. So I would not call it a sweet secrets cakes. It was actually made out of premixes, which the client had ordered online from the US. That kind of really got me curious as to why a five-year-old girl could not eat a birthday cake mm. because there was only one type of birthday cake that I knew, conventional. So I, I started looking into what gluten is, given that was the first time I've ever heard it, to understand what it is, why anybody would not be able to digest it or have reactions to it. It was a process that took us like 18 months to kind of understand. There wasn't a lot of information online back then. Um, so it was really hard to learn too much about it. Ten or more years ago in Hong Kong, I bought gluten-free cookies and I tried a bit of cake. I was just wanted to see what it tasted like. The quality was not great. I tried some in the UK as well. Do you think that things have really moved along in terms of the raw ingredients that are made to allow you to make something that is of a higher palatable quality? Absolutely. I mean, it all boils down to the ingredient availability of ingredients. Um, back then, it was so difficult mm. because I was not able to get my hands on ingredients that we needed. And you were right back then. Um, I didn't have a chance to taste gluten-free products myself, so I could not be the benchmark. So I actually relied on people who have actually had mm. it to blind taste for us to let us know, hey, is this actually a possible product or not? However, we had to progress from there because I started looking at not 
being successful only in a niche market, but for it to be more readily accessible and available to the general population. So that's when we decided gluten-free products or anything that's free from has to appeal to a regular person with a conventional palate. Yeah, as you mentioned, the daughter of, of, of one of your customers, I mean, within one family, there may be members that can eat anything and others that might have a, uh, a, sp- a special dietary need. So you've got to look after all of those on the occasion of a birthday cake, really. That is so true. I mean, we have clients who come to us and they will say, oh, you know, I need a birthday cake for this one person mm-hmm. who can't eat this. So can I have just one small portion for this person? And I said, oh, that doesn't really work very well. You know, I mean, these days we talk about inclusiveness a lot. So I moved to Hong Kong from Singapore in 1993. And I was in the corporate up until 1998 when I was pregnant with my daughter. And during pregnancy, that's when I started looking into starting my own business. And it took me about six months from concept to getting all ready to open. Right. And what's the progression between your takeout cafe in Central to having a production facility in Kowloon that we're sitting in now and some really, you know, beautiful top grade uh, cakes and sweet goodies online. It's been quite a long journey from 1999. We did that whole takeaway cafe for just about two years. Mm. And then we moved on to a bigger facility, which is about 800 square foot, where we had maybe two thirds of it being the licensed kitchen. And we also had a takeaway front. Then we started losing a lot of the coffee business. And subsequently, I decided, okay, let's not do that. Let's just focus on what I've always wanted to do best the most, which is sweets. The next bigger turning point was, was when we started doing a lot of custom design cakes to cater for birthdays, wedding, anniversaries, and corporate events. And the next turning point was um, when we started baking gluten-free. Nowadays, on your website, um, you do make it clear straight away that you do cater for people with gluten-free conditions, allergies, and so on. Is this a large percentage of of your business now? It absolutely is. At the moment, out of our whole collection, about 70% of our offering is gluten-free. And out of that 70%, we've got vegan options, we've got keto, we've got paleo, and also diabetic-friendly. That's amazing that you've carved out that niche. It's a very uh, small slice, pun intended, uh, that is regular conventional ingredients, eggs, wheat flour, etc. Is that right? That is correct. Uh, I think we've come to a point where people can't really tell if it's gluten-free or if it's vegan or it is keto anymore. And that's how we've always wanted it to be. That sounds perfect. When it comes to bringing in a new idea or a new concept, such as the Nostalgia Cake, which you very kindly donated to the Operation Santa Claus auction last week. How did you come to put that onto your list? I understand it has some uh, family background elements to it. Yes, it does. Being Singaporean, Southeast Asians, actually, we, we all love pandan. It's, it's part of the kind of flavor we're used to. It's actually called the Eastern Vanilla. And I've always wanted to do something that's close to my roots, and also, uh, Pana has also become quite popular with the, with the Hong Kong people as well. However, I've not been able to do it any earlier just because I was never able to source natural way of getting that flavor into my cakes. Mm. I've seen bottle of pandan flavor that looks white and I just thought I can't really use that. It's, it's probably all just chemical flavor. Mm. So I never went ahead with that up until I came across pandan leaves being available at a wet market. 
in Hong Kong now, fresh pandan leaves. So that's when I started to experiment with it. Of course, I know how to extract it because how mum used to do it, like she would have it like... Pestle and mortar. <laughs> I can't see that word. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, and I would be her little assistant sitting on the kitchen floor just pounding the leaves first leaves yeah. away. I started with that. We tested it and it was perfect, except it's not applicable in a commercial way. Very small scale. And then I just got thinking. I started Googling and I came across videos that said it could use high-speed blender, mm. So, which I did. I have a Vitamix at home. Yeah. And I tried it out and... Maybe I'm just not smart enough how to use it. And it didn't work. And I remember seeing a cold press machine. And I did that on a Sunday morning. And voila, it worked perfectly. So about as natural as it gets, isn't it? Absolutely. Otherwise, would you say that your range over the years has been reflecting what you expect Hong Kong consumers would like to eat? Or do you sometimes guide the way with some new creative ideas? I definitely do a bit of both. For some of them, I just want to make a statement. And one of that would be my turmeric ginger cake. That whole idea came from a turmeric shot. And I think turmeric shot is just such a healthy thing. A, a lot of people drink that. I had a taste of it from a friend of mine, and that's her business. And so I was just checking out. And it's like, how do you actually make this thing taste so good? I know it's supposed to be healthy, but for it to also taste this amazing. So it's really simple. She's got extract from turmeric, mm. organic, ginger, organic, and manuka honey, and a dash of black pepper. So I took that whole concept. It's like, if this can taste good... Maybe that can work for the kick as well. And, and when you mention those ingredients, I mean, are they found within layers of sponge, icing? Is it every component, really, that they'll go into? So I have to play around with it. So I, for me, that flavor, it would be ginger cake with turmeric frosting. Ah. And what are you best known for, would you say? It's chocolate. Chocolate is just a no-brainer. And we have a chocolate flavor for just about every category. Heaven's Chocolate Cake is gluten-free vegan. We have a raspberry chocolate for people who are on a sugar-free diet. That's also really popular. I personally just love almond chocolate, but our award-winning flavor is cardamom chocolate ganache tart, which is my boyfriend's favorite. Well, some of those sound remarkable. I, I want to thank you again for that donation that I mentioned before, the Nostalgia Cake for Radio 3's uh, 10th annual auction for Operation Santa Claus. That is much appreciated. That is absolutely my pleasure to be able to do a little part. Thank you so much. Well, finally, as a cake maker, have you heard enough of the Sarah Lee jokes as you've made making cakes your business? All the time. Every <laughs> single time. I started from being so shy about it to I totally embrace Sarah Lee. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, thanks again for the interview today, letting, letting me see your really impressive facility here and some of the cakes in the fridge and the cookies in the rack. And uh, what do you, is there anything that you've got kind of looming for the new year where you're going to kind of break into a new flavor or type of cake or cookie? Maybe the festive season will give me a bit of inspiration. All right. Thanks very much, Sarah Lee. Thank you so much, Andrew. And that was Sarah Lee, recorded last week at her Kowloon Kitchen, an office on her online cake and cookies bakery, uh, Sweet Secrets. And she was speaking with the one and the only Andrew Dambina. Cheers once again, Andrew, for your feature. Do you-